0: This is the MMA Takes Podcast. MMA Takes Podcast. With your host, Brian Petrie. Petri. Woo! Sound like I was on a roller coaster there. Welcome to the MMA Takes Podcast. Dick to Pick'em Podcast. I'm here to make you money. Let's go. Uh, UFC New Mexico, Rio Rancho, Anderson versus Blahovich. This weekend, the 15th. Um, listen, this is one of those cards. We haven't had one yet this year where the undercard, in my opinion, is better than the co-main and main event. Co main and main event are very good fights. I mean, I think this the, the card's solid, but I'm more interested in some of the fights that are happening besides those. Past two cards, I feel like, you know, main event, main event, co-main event are the only ones that really mattered. A couple other fights were good, but did they really matter? I feel like there's a lot of storylines on the undercard and I'm excited. I'm excited for this. There's some, I mean, listen, it's, it's, it's an ESPN plus card. I think it's going to be really interesting, really, uh, eventful. I think we got some really good fights on up on, uh, uh, ready for us boys, right? Or girls, whatever, or girls. Uh, before we get into that, I want to address something. Um, everyone knows that BJ Penn and Conor McGregor are both my guys, We'll start with Conor because it's not as bad. There's a video going around of, of this woman who's got a snaggle tooth who looks like she's done every drug in the world, and uh, she's dancing and doing the pussy lick sign, and um, and she like puts the camera on the guy sleeping in her bed. who he looks like Conor McGregor. She pans over to his face, looks like him. It's like a reversed image So the tattoos on the wrong arm. It's all this stuff. I maintain that it's not him. However, before I hopped on here uh, at dinner, I was looking over... Um, uh, Reddit, which is a good source for stuff that hasn't hit Twitter yet. Usually Reddit gets shit first. Uh, and um, apparently they found this girl, right? She's from Ireland. There's a picture of that her neighbor took of Conor McGregor's like Ferrari outside of her apartment. And apparently she's friends with a guy that is really good friends with Conor and Conor's girlfriend, D. So there is some kind of connection there. So... With that being said, no comment at this time. Um I mean listen, we I, I'm not naive naive enough to think that Conor McGregor doesn't fuck other chicks. Of course he does, right? Of course he's not, you know, he's cheating on the mother of his children, right? I'm just hoping that he doesn't get all of an all of Ireland pregnant. We just don't want that, right? And it's uh upsetting that Conor McGregor and this is an old video. It has to be, right? Conor McGregor, it has to be an old video. Uh, I'm not believing that this wasn't a recent video. I'm sure it's months old. Uh, hopefully it was the same day that he punched the old man. He went and smoked crack with this lady and and just fell asleep in her bed, right? You know, we're not saying he banged her, right? But he probably did. Um, the most upsetting thing to me is I'm not a I'm not a cheater. I don't cheat. I've never have. I I, I think it's poor taste. I think if you don't want to be with somebody, you're not with them. Also, I'm not a millionaire and I'm not famous, so it is what it is. However, the thing that probably, sorry if there's an echo on my ear, it's like crazy. Someone put itching powder in my fucking headphones. Um, the problem is, is the girl's disgusting. So he should be banging tens, not twos. Okay? And uh, that's all we're going to say here at MMA Takes. BJ Penn. Um, okay, so now there's new evidence coming out. So apparently he flipped his truck, suspected DUI. No other accident. No other cars were involved in the accident. He apparently flipped his truck. Apparently that's not the case. He apparently got knocked out by his airbag and they, so they found him knocked out and they brought him to the hospital. And he was in and out and then they released him. Still maybe suspected DUI. Um man, that's tough when you're getting knocked out by you got knocked out in a street fight not too long ago and then now you're getting knocked out by an airbag. Um I really didn't think BJ would lose to an airbag. I mean, he literally has lost 7 in a row. Now 8 in a row with the airbag, that's uh that's tough. But I all all kidding aside, I hope he he clearly has some sort of problems going on with the, you know with his personal life and I hope he gets them sorted out before it gets too much because he has unlimited money. He kind of does whatever he wants in Hawaii. Um and I hopefully he, you know, Gets a hold of it. I mean, it's, it's, it's not good to see a legend like that, uh, go through what he went through. So that's the only comment we have at this time, but MMA takes. Okay. And then apparently last little thing about one of my guys too, Darren Till, Jared Cannoneer is not happening. It was happening apparently. And then Darren Till kind of teased it today with a picture of like two gorillas going at it, uh, trying to promote the fight. And, um, he tweeted at Donald Trump to help uh, him get his visa. Apparently, uh, um, Breck Okamoto, who I love, who's a, one of the best reporters out there, who should get way more shine than Eero Hwani, Um, he said that from the talks he's had with people in the company, that the fight's not happening, even if Darren Till gets his visa, it's not happening because Ken Neer is going to be the backup for the main, or the main event, excuse me. If Yoel misses weight, <clears throat> or if Adasani misses weight, or they get hurt, or whatever, which I don't see Adesanya missing weight, but. Uh, that's it. So Darren Till is not going to fight. I love that fight for him. I, I would pick him to win. And also another thing just popped in my head, Israel Adesanya. He, um, is new Zealand sportsman of the year. Give him a hand. Everybody give him a hand. He, uh, gave a great speech. If you haven't seen it, go watch it. I mean, the guy's a star. The guy's a fucking star. loved his jacket. Uh, he looked great. And, uh, you know, so deserving, right. So deserving. And, and he brought his coach Eugene with them. And, uh, that's really great stuff. That is awesome. Is there anything else, Brian? Um, I don't think so. I don't think. Oh, the vote. You guys voted. Swayze won. That's pretty cool. Hopefully, in the near future, I can tell you what the hell that all was about. Um, right now, I'm going to keep it boop, boop, tight-lipped, when, when we'll see what, what, what happens. Um, and that's it. Guys at work called me out. If you saw my Twitter yesterday, I did a little video of, of how I prepare these things. A couple of my buddies say, you know, oh, what are you doing? When do you do you research, shut up. Okay. I'm picking that 60% clip. All right. Now let's get into the fights. First fight of the night. Again, this card, I really like this card. You got Mark De La Rosa, who's 11 and 3 is a minus, or excuse me, plus 170. Underdog, he's fighting Raulun Paiva, who is 18 and 18-3. He's a minus-210 favorite. Really surprised about this line, right? Mark De La Rosa has lost two in a row. Um, he's a solid prospect, solid fighter. His, his wife is fighting on this card as well. He's got um, he's got two. He's two and three in the UFC. This might be his last stand. However, lost Alex Perez, last to Car Car France, by des- both times, by decisions. last two, two times out. Both of you guys are solid, solid dudes. Paiva's a guy who... Looked really good on the Brazilian contender series. Is 0-2 in the UFC as well. Um, The last time he was out, he fought uh, Rodrigo Boturon. He got a huge cut, like a fucking giant gaping vagina on his eyebrow. Had to stop the fight. Before that, he lost to Kaikar France, which was kind of a controversial decision. I think a lot of people thought he might have won that fight. Tall, lanky guy for the vision. Uh, really good strikes, really good straight punches, really good left hooks. He can counter well. His takedown offense is coming along a little bit. A lot of people think De La Rosa is going to stand up a lot in this fight. I don't think he will. I think he's going to wrestle. He's a little bit shorter than Paiva. I think he's going to go in. I think he's a little more well-rounded than people give him credit for. However, Paiva just thinks it's a better fighter, right? <clears throat> I do like the number next to De La Rosa's name. I wouldn't mind an underdog play here right off the bat. Try to get your underdog money. Be up, you, know, you got free money the rest of the night to play with the card. I don't hate the underdog spot. I think De La Rosa is getting a little devalued here. However, Paiva 0 2, being a minus 210 favorite, it's a little high. Some places have him at minus 200, but I think wise guys, would they call him Vegas? I think they see the skill in this kid. I think they see that maybe the the Balterine fight would could have went his way. He arguably could have beat Kaikar France if the judges went his way. So he could be two and out, but he's just he just happens to be on two. I like Paiva in the spot. I think he's he's just a little bit more well-rounded. I think Delarosa, even though if he does want some mixed in takedowns, he's gonna have a hard time. He's gonna to have to be in this guy's face, slinging leather. And and Paiva's got some really good counters. Um, he stands up pretty high, kind of keeps his chin up there a little bit. But Rosa is not like a huge knockout artist. I don't see him overwhelming Paiva with anything. This will be a pretty entertaining fight. But I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with Paiva here. They mixed up the, man, hold on for a second, y'all, tapology. Uh, I'm taking Piva, okay? I'm taking Piva. Um, I'm taking Piva. There's that. Sorry. I print my sheets Tuesday or Wednesday, right? And uh, they mixed up the bout order. So my sheet isn't with what the current bout order is. So we're going to have to put that in the old little... You know, I'll have to remember. Next up, Macy Shizan. I don't know if I'm pronouncing her name right now. Why can't I pronounce her name, guys? I need to take a class to pronounce her name. Shizazian? Macy Shizan? I don't know. Macy. Let's just go, with Macy. She's five and one. She's a minus one fifty favorite. She is fighting Shanna Young, who's stepping up on short notice up for Nico Montagna. Uh, she is a plus one twenty underdog. Um, don't know much about Shanna Young. I had to look up a little video of her <clears throat> um to take this fight didn't know much about her she's fought most of her career in evicta uh fought some some decent women she uh was on the contender series as well Uh, i must have missed that fight she lost by red naked choke by sarah par uh no significant or signature win excuse me on her record taking this fight on short notice macy shizan excuse me macy she's coming off her only loss to lena landsberg big upset loss her last time out She says she's revamped her training, has redone everything. I'm high in Macy, Ultimate Fighter winner. She's big, she's tall, she's lanky. For that division, I think she needs to go up. I think she needs to go to 145. Uh, I think she's going to eventually end up there. I think the weight cuts a little much for her at 135 for being a bigger frame fighter. Um, I like Macy here. I think this is an easy bet. Um, Shanna could come out and surprise. She's taking this fun in short notice. A Victor girl has a lot of experience. Her records decent. She's seven and two. She does have a lot of losses, extra losses that are exhibition losses on her record, but she is seven and two. Um, I wasn't overwhelmed or blown away by the tape I've seen of her, but she easy can get it done. Maybe the Shizan. ever since she lost her, the oh, essentially Lena Landsberg gave her, her first loss, I'm thinking maybe that could affect her confidence. I don't love an underdog play here, if I'm being honest with you, but I do like Macy to win this fight. I think she's going to come out, and regardless of confidence or not, I think she just might not have the best performance, but I think she's going to, even on her best or worst day, excuse me, I think she can get this done here. I think that's how talented she is. So hopefully he doesn't come and bite me in the ass, but I, I do like Macy here. All right, next up, fight I'm really looking forward to, Casey Kenny who's 13-1-1. One one. He's a plus-135 underdog. He's fighting Marab Davasfili, who is 8-4, 9-4. He's a minus-165 favorite. Marab, I think, has gone up since I wrote this down yesterday. I love this fight. Casey Kenny has surprised since he's came in the UFC. He has beaten Ray Borg on short notice. Then he beat an overweight Manny Bermudez, who is an incredible grappler. And Casey Kenny out-grappled him, out cardioed him. This is a really good matchup with Marab. They're very, very similar. Marab... Has like 27 takedowns in the UFC already or something like something crazy like that. I don't know. If that, that's a made-up number. I think I made that up. But the guy hunts for a takedown. He doesn't get tired. Ray Longo and Algermain Sterling talk very highly of this guy. I think he got screwed on the Ricky Simone fight. He had that fight one. Uh, the ref fucked that up, said he was out when he wasn't out. And ever since then, he, he's gone on a, a nice little tear here. Rob, not the biggest finisher in the world, but he will he will uh get you out of there with with really good uh cardio and, and grappling and and his punches are coming along as well. He doesn't have the biggest power, but his boxing is incompetent. Casey Kenny, not the biggest stand-up in the world, got hurt by Manny Ramirez on the feet. This could be one of those things where they cancel each other out, but I think they're both so dominant in what they do. I think they're gonna wanna, each one's gonna wanna maybe, I'm better than him here, I'm better than him here. This could be a stand-up fight, but I really think both their instincts, they're they're fairly younger fighters, I think both their instincts are going to tell them to grapple. So we're going to see a nice little fun grappling match here. Um, I'm hoping it doesn't turn into a stand-up war, but if it does, uh, I favor Marab. If it turns into a grappling match, I favor Marab. Minus 165, I think you can get him lower. I think he's even higher at some books. I love the line. I know it's a little high. I'm high in Casey Kenny, and Casey Kenny can come in here and fucking Surprise me again, because I was all over Ray Borg when he fought Ray Borg. I thought Ray Borg was going to tap him. Uh, Casey Kenny shoved it up my ass on that night. So I like Marab, though. I do like Marab. I think he's a really talented guy. I think he's going to be one of those guys at 135 that no one's going to want to fight after this fight, right? He's going to be a tough out because his wrestling is so dominant. His positioning is really, really good. His cardio's insane. His striking's good enough to keep you off balance, to, to make you worry about his hands, that he can take you down. The the upside is Marab here. I think he's good. Sometimes though, like he has lost to Frankie Signs, He has lost to Ricky Simone. Frankie Signs was a clean loss. Simone fight, I thought he won that fight. Um, but I like this kid a lot. I do, I do like him. I do like Marab. But listen, Casey Kenny again could surprise here. Could come out and surprise. He's a smaller um uh banner weight. Uh excuse me. No, yeah, he was a smaller what what, what weight is he? Because he fought he fought Borga 35. Then did Bermudez try to make 35 or was that 45? When they, he missed he missed weight bad. I think I think this guy should probably be at 125, if I'm being honest with you. They got his weight listed at 139 here on, on uh they have his weight class at featherweight, but they haven't listed at 139 on uh Tapology. I think he's I think he's a smaller guy. I think he's a featherweight. Um or excuse me, I think he's a uh, featherweight, what? No, I think he's flyweight. God damn, Ryan. Anyway, I like Marab. And I think we get, we're starting at night oh. 3-0. That could be a parlay right there. I'm excited. I'm excited about that right there. Okay, so now this is where they, they jumped around on me. All right, so next up, Devin Clark versus Daquan Townsend. Devin Clark is a minus 305 favorite. Daquan Townsend is a plus 235 underdog. Um, that's a little crazy to me, right? Daquan Townsend just came off a loss to um, Bevon Lewis. Looked okay, right? Bevon just did enough to win. Devin Clark is a guy who I've rode the last two times and he's bit me in the ass. He's a really heavy grappler. He's fights out of New Mexico. I'm not sure if he's from New Mexico, but he's got a really awkward style. He throws big punches, but he's small for the weight class. Daquan taking this fight on relatively short notice. I think he jumped in to fight Bevon at short notice. Taking this fight not too long after that. I like that. He's 0-2 in the UFC. I understand why he's a big underdog. Devin Clark could easily come out. Wrestle, fuck him. uh, Land some big shots. Take him out of there. I don't see that happening. I see Daquan having a rough first round. And then finally, Devin's going to slow down like he does in all his fights. And I think Daquan's going to pick him apart. I think he's long. I think he can hit pretty hard. His striking's not super in-depth. And I think he can stop some takedowns. It's going to be a really close fight. I wouldn't advise you to maybe bet this fight. I wouldn't maybe hang my hat on this. But I'm going to go with... Dequan Townsend's underdog. He's a big, big underdog here, and uh, I like that. I like it as an underdog, and uh, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take Daquan Townsend there. I like that. I like that bet. I like Daquan Townsend, and there's nothing you can do about it. You like that? Like I said that, uh, but no, in all seriousness, though, be careful when you bank that bet. I mean, I know minus uh, minus two thirty five is beefy. I like it. I don't love it because Devin Clark can come out and just land on for three rounds and then be over, right? Taquan could be like, fucking, you know, gives up in the third round or whatever, but it is what it is. All right, next up, Scott Holtzman. Scotty Hot Sauce Holtzman, who is 13 and 3. He is a minus 145 favorite. He's fighting Jim Miller, 31 and 13. He's a plus 115 underdog. This line is moving, boys. This line is moving. Really interesting fight for me because Jim Miller has been on fire lately. He's getting up there. He's had a long career. Uh, A lot of people thought he was going to hang it up his last couple times out. He did not. He's on a two-fight win streak, right? Yeah, he's on a two-fight win streak. Jason Gonzalez, a finish, and Clay Guido with a finish, both in round one. Um, Hasn't been out in the first round in three years, so that's not good. Scott Holzman's a real durable guy with some good stand-up. Bricked up for this division. He's pretty muscly for, uh, for 155. Uh, He's coming off a really good win over Don Ma. He stopped him in the second round. Before that, he lost to Nick Lentz. And he's got some good wins over Alan Patrick, Daniel Horcher, uh, Michael McBride. He lost to Josh Emmett and Drew Dober. He's never been finished in the UFC, which is a big thing because I think Jim Miller's only way to win this fight is by decision. Jim Miller hasn't been to the second round in a while. He does slow down. Holtzman can pick him apart. Um, I like the number next to Holtzman's name at minus 145. I think that's a really, really good number for the favorite. However, I've went against Jim Miller the past two times. I think I tweeted out or I've said it on here. I'll never go against him again. So I'm going to go with the underdog. I'm going to go with Jim Miller at plus 115. Um, I don't love it, but I think it's a smart play because I think Jim Miller could maybe catch him with a punch. And he's got some great chokes. He's on a roll with chokes. He's finished his last two out. Clay Guida is not an easy guy to finish guillotine choke if Holtzman slips up just a little bit jim miller can capitalize and take him out Holtzman's never been finished in ufc he's a solid dude he looked great against Ma with some good striking he has been hurt on the feet before he has been hurt striking jim miller does have some decent boxing he's the older guy here um but with that being said this could be a double feature right i'm telling you to take the underdog bet jim miller straight up, but I also like maybe if you want to throw in Scott Holtzman in a parlay because he's so low as the favorite, he could really build you a good parlay. It's a really tough fight to call. I'm really excited to watch this fight because Holtzman's disappointed me a little bit. He's looked great his last time out. Jim Miller's blown me away the past two times out because I thought he's a finished guy. I thought he's going to retire. Um, he's got Lyme disease or whatever. He's battling that. I thought you could get rid of Lyme disease. Apparently, Justin Bieber has it. I don't know. What, how the fuck do you get rid of it? Is it with you forever? I don't know. I'm not a doctor. But very, very tough fight to pick. But if I'm just going off what I've said in the past and what I feel, I'm going to go with Miller. But I'm not. I'm not. I'm not crazy about it, guys. Okay. Next fight up. What are are they bouncing us around here? Oh, no. We got it. Okay. John Dodson, who is 20 and 11. He is a plus 140 underdog. He is fighting Nathaniel Wood, who is 16 and 3. He's a minus 170. Nathaniel Woods, a guy I've had my eye on. This guy came in the UFC, his UFC debut. He looked pretty good, but he looked very hittable, right? He got hit a lot. He won, but he, he took some shots by Johnny Uedo, um, finished with a dark choke. And then, but it wasn't, it was Johnny Uedo almost, you know, almost rocked him, almost had him out of there. Then he came back against Andre. Yule, looked great. Was trading in the pocket with Andre. Yule. His boxing. looked fantastic. dropped Yule multiple times. Got him to the ground, rear-naked choke round three. And then uh, Jose Cuernos, he um, rear-naked choked him as well uh, a little bit ago. Nathaniel Wood, Brad Pickett guy from England. Really interesting kid. I think this kid's got really good boxing. John Dodson's a guy who is your classic underachiever. This guy's got so much talent, but his fighting style is just so bad. I, I got to imagine... Greg Jackson, the guys at Jackson's want this guy. They just go forward, throw more punches, throw more knees, do something, right? He just doesn't do anything. He's a really good counter puncher. When he leads, when he comes forward, it's the same combination. He likes to counter and get you hurt and then, and then work. He has knockout power. He has good wrestling. He has good cardio, but his pace is very weird. He's lost a lot of fights because of the way he fights, they're close fights, but that's it's it's very odd. Nathaniel Woods a guy who's going to press forward. He's a young, hungry kid. He's got good boxing. He does leave himself open a little bit. So if Dotson can counter, it's going to be a problem. Don, John Dotson. I don't know if anybody's ever finished John Dotson in the UFC. Has anybody finished in the UFC? That's a good that's a good question. His last time out, he fought Petr Jan. He lost by decision, and then he lost by Jimmy Rivera. Uh, Jimmy Rivera got him a lot of splits on his records. Let's see. I don't think anybody's finished him yet. So no one's finished him in his... Maybe in his career. He's got a couple of these fights early in his career that are just lost. It doesn't say how. But he's never been finished in UFC. I, you know, Nathaniel Wood's a good boxer, good submission guy, young kid, strong, bigger than John Dotson. He could easily go in there and dominate this fight. I have no problem betting Nathaniel Wood to win this fight. I am going to bet Nathaniel Wood to win this fight. I think the line's a little... Too sm- I think Nathaniel Wood should be a little higher. If I'm being honest with you, I think 170 is a steal. This might be the steal of the card. But John Dodson is dangerous with with with, with his counters. But I think Nathaniel Wood knows that. It's really weird saying Nathaniel over and over again. Just just go by Nate. I wonder if anyone calls him Nate. Um, but I'm looking forward to this fight. It's going to be a really good test for uh, Nathaniel Nathaniel Wood. Uh, yeah, England's back, baby. England's back. Let's see. You know, they got Jack Shore. They got this kid. They got Darren Till. They got Mike Gundy. They got that, that Darren Till's heavyweight that's fighting in uh, London in March. Tom something. London, baby. Or England. Not London. I don't know. What what the fuck? Uh, Nathaniel Wood, big here, though, boys. And I would even maybe even go John Dodson. A little long in the tooth now. Getting up there in the MMA miles. Getting up there in the UFC miles. Never has been finished before. It's been hurt before. Petrion hurt him. Um, he's been hurting fights with punches as well. I bet the prop. That it doesn't go to the distance is probably pretty absurd. I bet it's pretty high. Well, hang on. Maybe not because John Dodson does have some finishes. I don't know. I would bet the prop. I would say I would bet the money that I'm going to bet Nathaniel Woods straight up, and then I would maybe bet the money on the prop. I don't know. I'm building bets in my head while I'm doing this. Let me focus what I'm doing. Okay. Next up, you got Tim Means. One of the coolest last names ever. 29-11-1. He is a minus 265 favorite. He's fighting Daniel Rodriguez, who's 10 and one He's a plus 205 underdog. I did some research. I didn't know Daniel Rodriguez all that well. He fought in the contender series. He won. Looked okay doing it. Took this fight on short notice uh, against Tim Mins. Tim Means is begging, just pleading to get on New Mexico card. He's from New Mexico. Uh, solid, solid dude, Tim Means. Just angry. He's mean, right? He's he's a finisher. Rodriguez is a guy who, again, he's got a good record. Doesn't do anything off the page that really just like you know like wows me um very durable um he, rico farrington is who he fought farrington farrington who he fought in the contenders series long tall guy kind of like tim means he decisioned him he looked pretty good in that and the ufc's like i don't know if you're ready yet so he goes out and he fights quentin mccall and gets a ko Quit McCall McCartnell, excuse me, is 15 and 26. So I mean, so that's not the biggest win in the world. Um, he does have a lot of finishes. Uh, Daniel uh Rodriguez does a lot of chaos, a lot of pressure. so he's heavy-handed, but I just don't love his striking out. Tim Means has been caught before. Nico Price has knocked him out not too long ago. He looked great in his last time out. He's a very aggressive fighter. He's a long tall, likes to stay at range, but he also likes to get in there in the clinch. I think the clinch could be a problem for him. I think Rodriguez can come over the top. Land some big hooks to the back of the ear. That's your light, you know, that's a light out switch. That's a switch, baby. Um, I like Means, though. I think he's high. I'm going to avoid this fight uh, only because of the upset thing. He's taking this on short notice. Means just doesn't give a fuck who he fights. He just wants to fight in New Mexico. So I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I think he has all the skills to beat Rodriguez. I think he can just stay away, use his range. I don't think Rodriguez is dynamic enough and he can just pick him apart and maybe get a finish. Uh, even though Rodriguez has never been f- finished before. He is fairly young in his career. He's only 11 fights in. This will be his 12th fight. But Means got to come into Means business, right? <laughs> he's got to show up, and he's got to mean business for this fight. Uh, I hate that I did that. I apologize for that. Cheap, easy joke. But I like to Means. However, don't bet it, right? This fight scares me. It's scaring me. If I had ghost sound, i play the sound effect of ghosts. This is my scare fight, right? You don't want to put... A 265, you want to lay the number. You don't want to put fucking 300 bucks down to win $100. You don't want to put him in your parlay just to have a fight in your parlay and for him to burn you in the ass by a, by a guy who's a 2-to-1 underdog, right? You don't want that to happen. So I would this fight scares me because Rodriguez does have power. I would avoid it. All right, next up, Yancy Medeiros who is 15 and 6. He is a minus 110 underdog. He's fighting Lando Venata, who's 10-4 and 2. is a minus 120 favorite. Very, very close fight. Very, uh, I think you can get Yancey on a plus side somewhere. I think you can get him as a true underdog. But it's a pick and fight, right? It's a, the fight to kick off the main card. I love this fight. Lando Venata trains out of New Mexico. Exciting guys, never been in a boring fight in his life. Yancey Madero, same thing. Never been in a boring fight in his life. Haven't seen him in a while. Haven't seen Yancey in a little bit. Um, he's a scrapper from Hawaii. The dude fucking is, is he's down, right? His chin's a little bit of an issue. He does get hit a lot, but he will hit you. He does have some good power. He does have some good submissions. I see this fight being a classic Lando Venata fight. Lando throwing some wild kicks and staying away. Lando's going to bleed within the first five fucking seconds because his skin's tissue paper. This will be an all-out war. This is a smart thing to put this on the opening uh, fight on the main card. I, I I really, really like this fight. This fight's going to be really, really good. Um, I'm going to lean towards Lando. I'm not going to bury the lead too much. I think Lando has more dynamic skills to him. I think he can knock Yancey out with either a kick or a punch. He can catch him. I think he's faster. He's a little bit shorter. Yancey's taller, rangier. I think Lando has been fighting guys like that. Forever. I think Lando can come in. He's been building some muscle. He's been looking good. He's been looking for one more finishes. His last time out, they talked about that nonstop on the broadcast. If this ends in a draw, it's gonna be wild because Lando has two draws on his record and it'll be wild if it ends in another draw. Um, I don't think it will. I think Lando can get a finish here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put money. I don't know if I'm gonna pick the fight. I might pick Lando. But I think I'm gonna put money in and it won't go won't go to the judges. I think that would be probably a pretty good line. I gotta look up these props. I'm saying props left and right. I haven't even looked them up yet, guys. I, I maybe I'm gonna moving forward, I'm gonna start giving numbers for props too, because prop betting is something that not every book offers and not every fight gets props to them. But when you find a book that does. Um, it's, it's really cool to do because I don't have the best instincts when it comes to how a fight will end. Um, I'm not great at that. I like picking winners and losers, but I'm not really great at when things, how things will end, you know, fight MMA. It's so hard to bet, but some fights like this, I do have like a good kind of gut feeling of what it will. I mean, Lando Venata doesn't have a all these finishes and Yancey Medeiros doesn't have all these finishes either, but I feel like both these guys can finish each other. So I think it'd be a pretty good bet. So sometimes you get a feeling you just need it, you know? All right, next up Brock Weaver, who's a 14 and four. He's a minus two eighty favorite, big favorite fighting Rodrigo Vargas. And this guy's also like Sazu Vargas. He's got like four different names. He's 11 and three. He's a plus two twenty 20 underdog. Um, Brock Weaver fan of the show. Um, no, I've, I've told you about the Brock Weaver stuff. I know Devin was kind of hot about it. We had plans for him to get on the podcast. We made contact with him. He was nice enough to say, yeah, let's do it, and then kind of ghosted us. A little bit my fault, a little bit his fault. I hold no grudges. I think he's a very talented fighter. He's saying all the right things this week. He's getting a little bit of a press. Um, he's, a, he's a future superstar if... He can win the fights, right? He's not the uh, most dynamic striker. He's not the most dynamic guy in the cage. He's he's very tough and durable. He does have good boxing. His ground game's coming along pretty well. Um, but he's not like you know a one-punch knockout artist. He's very charismatic, and he can go out there and he get the job done. He can win fights. But uh, R- Rodrigo Vargas is a guy who's going to come out swinging heavy, heavy leather. I think there's openings for Brock for some counters. This isn't a slam dunk for Brock, in my opinion. Uh, 280, minus 280 is a little bit high. It's a little high, in my opinion. Vargas, um, I think he's only had one fight in the UFC. Right? Has he only had one fight in the UFC? Yeah, he's only had one fight in the UFC. He's lost. It was Alex Da Silva. Unanimous decision. The uh, De Silva just basically took him down the whole time. Um, and uh, Vargas is, is heavy on top. He's a big, thick guy for lightweight division. He does like to throw heavy leather. Brock... Is a guy who who's dealt with a lot of that in his career. He's fairly tall for for lightweight. Um, I see him using his range. He's a tricky South Paul. Um, again, needs to maybe work on his power a little bit, needs to maybe sit down on his punches a little bit. But I see him outporting Vargas here. I think this fight will be fairly close. I don't like how Brock is minus two eighty. This is UFC debut. You look great in the contender series, he's electric. Everyone loves him. They've been showing the uh the Laura Loris, Lorisenko post fight interview on the contender series all this week. He did a good little press thing a couple days ago in front of the media. Um, The guy's like a lightning rod. People love him, right? But I think he's just a slight, slight, slight too high for me. At minus 280, almost a 300 favorite. You know, that's a a little much for me. All right. Next up, you got Ray Borg. He's 12 and 4. He is a plus or minus 145 favorite. He's fighting Rodrigo Bontonin, who's 16 and 1. He is a plus 115 underdog. You know what time it is. Dags. Dags. You yeah, like Dags? Ah, dogs. Sure. I like Dags. I like dogs too. That's why this is my underdog special. Rodrigo Bontanin is a guy who's 16-1. He's a brick house of a dude for, for flyweight, bantamweight, whatever division. He fought Paiva uh, his last time out. Cracked Paiva, got a cut. He's strong. He's big. He's got good submissions. He's got good stand-up. He's gonna be a tough out for Ray Borg. Ray Borg's a guy who likes to scramble. He likes to strike. He's striking is good, but he likes to take a guy. He likes to take down. Like he'll land a big strike and he'll go right from a takedown. He's from New Mexico. This is a big, big fight for him. Um, he's coming off a win. He's, he's one and one his last after after coming back. He had an extended time away because of. Uh, I think he got glass in his eye, and then his son was sick, and it's good to see Ray Borg back. He's an exciting fighter. I'm glad this fight got bumped up the main card because on my sheet, it was the fourth fight of the night. This is a main card fight. I love this fight. I love Rodrigo at the number, at a plus number. You got to give that to me. It's going to be a close fight regardless. I think is just bigger, stronger, probably has the better submissions. Ray Borg probably is a little bit better of the cleaner stand-up. Rodrigo's a little wild, but he does hit hard. And Ray probably has a little more better scrambles. Like, right? His wrestling's probably a little, you know, cleaner and technical, and he's better on the scrambles. But I think Rodrigo's probably got better jujitsu. And if he gets on top, if he gets something, I think it, it could be a problem. Ray Borg, excited to fight New Mexico, his hometown. Sometimes that doesn't go well for fighters, though. A um, lot of New Mexico flavor on this card. But I'm going to take Rodrigo as the underdog. I mean, if Ray was a big underdog, i just burp, sorry. A fucking pig. If Ray was the underdog, I lean that way as well, but I do think Rodrigo's going to win. He's my underdog lock, my underdog special. My fucking. Do you like dogs? Because we got him. All right, next up, Montana de la Rosa, who is 10 and 5. She's a minus 170 favorite. She is fighting Mario Romero Borella, who is 12 and 6, a plus 140 underdog. Um, Montana de la Rosa is a very attractive woman. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. She is. Very nice. And um, she's fighting Mar- <clears throat> Maria? Is that how you say it? Mara? Mara Romero Borrella, who's coming off a loss to Lauren Murphy. She got tko by Lauren Murphy or knocked out, whatever, by Knees and Punches in the third round. She has a loss to Caitlin Chikagian as well. And her wins in the UFC haven't really been all that significant. Um you know, she's interesting, right? She's an interesting fighter. I think she's a, she's a good matchup. Martella De La Rosa, I think, is a very, very solid, solid fighter. I think she's very talented. She's coming off Los Angeles. Before that, she won three in a row. She was on the Ultimate Fighter. She almost won that show. Um... I like her. I like her a lot. I like uh, Montana De La Rosa. I think her ground game is going to be a little bit better. I think her cardio is going to be a little better. I think she's going to take this fight to the ground. I think she's going to smash uh, Romero Barella. I think a finish might actually happen here. I'm going to go with the heavy favorite. I'm going to go with uh, Montana De La Rosa. Plus, you know, she looks pretty. Good. Next up, co-main event. Diego Nightmare Sanchez with 29 and 12. He's a plus 135 underdog fighting Michelle. He's 23 and 10. He's a minus 165 favorite. This was the hardest fight for me to pick of the card for two reasons, right? Diego. I don't, you know, when the last time he fought New Mexico, I think it's been forever. Was Joe was Joe Riggs fight New Mexico. I can't even tell you when the last time he fought New Mexico. When you think of New Mexico MMA, I think of Greg Jackson. I think of Diego Sanchez. He's no longer with Craig Jackson. He left. He's with that weird guy who's never cornered before, who did his last fight where they did uh, where they just got smoked by Michael Chiesa. Chiesa just controlled him the entire fight. Diego's a wild boy, right? Diego's crazy. He's the only fighter from Ultimate Fighter of Season 1 that's still fighting, still winning. He won his fight before the Chiesa fight. Um, good grappler. He's going back to his grappler roots. His stand-up has never come along. He's not a stand-up fighter. Pereira... Man, did he let a lot of people down. Electric, electric dude. This dude is so entertaining, but he fought his UFC debut against Danny Roberts, who's a tough, tough dude. He was a big underdog, knocked Danny Roberts out. Then he comes back and fights Tristan Connolly on short notice, misses weight bad, dances to the ring, does a whole choreographed dance routine, does backflips in the cage, gasses out, loses the season to Tristan Connolly. And Tristan Connolly is not a world beater. I mean, he works for EA Sports, right? No offense to Tristan Connolly. I just, th- I mean, he's a good grappler, sure. But Michael, P- Mike- Michelle Pereira should not, I say every name, uh, uh, every Brazilian name like they're Italian. I don't know, that's a problem with me. But Pereira should, should have beat Tristan Connolly handily. He was, he's a huge welterweight. Connolly's a 155 or maybe even a 145 or shocking that Pereira lost that fight. So now we're at a crossroads because Pierre gassed out and got taken down over and over again. Diego Sanchez, the two things you can count on with Diego Sanchez is, one, he's going to come out foaming out of the mouth like he's got fucking rabies, like he's Cujo with fucking rabies. That's, that's going to happen. And number two, he's not going to get tired. The guy's cardio, regardless of what camp he's with, the guy's cardio is, is top level. However, all fights stand standing up. Piero is just crazy enough to land a knee, land a kick. He knows what Diego wants to do. He wants Diego, wants to take him down, grind him, pot him, choke him out. Piero did not look all that great on the ground. His debut, he missed weight. Diego has came out and said, I'm not afraid of this dude, but if he doesn't make weight, I'm not taking the fight, which is pretty crazy because this is like kind of your co-main event. The reason you're co-main event is because this is in New Mexico. That's the only reason you're co-main event is because this is new. You're from New Mexico. You're the face of New Mexico MMA, and, you know, you're finding a guy who a lot of people have eyes on, whatever. Um, I initially had Diego Sanchez as my guy. I thought this was going to be my upset special. I thought I was going to play the whole snatch thing, be like dogs, for Diego. All week I've been on Diego. Yesterday I, I I did some studying. I listened to some podcasts. A lot of people weren't really all that split on this fight. I moved to Piera. I'm going to take Piera here, Michelle Pierre. I think he's just going to catch Diego With something quick. I think he's gonna do it early. And I think Diego's gonna get put out in the first round. I think it's gonna be a first round KO for Piera. The longer it goes, is better for Diego, but I think Pierre is gonna gonna catch him with something, right? I think it's gonna be ninety nine in the first round. All right, main event time. Corey Anderson, who's thirteen and four, he's a 205 favorite. He's fighting Jan Blahovic, who is twenty six and eight plus one sixty five underdog. This is a rematch from earlier uh, earlier in the careers. I don't know fucking when. Uh, Corey Anderson is kind of the next guy, right? He's the guy to fight John Jones. He's calling for it. He wants it. A lot of people are pointing to him. He's got a nice little win streak here. Just knocked out Johnny Walker. Jan Blahovic coming off the Jacare Ray win. Um, and then the Luke Rockhold knockout. He wants the shot as well. Blahovic's big thing is he's a big, strong dude for one, one, or one, 205. Corey Anderson is a cardio guy. This fight's going to start slow. Jan is a, is, is a good boxer. He's a powerful boxer. Corey has been knocked out before. Corey's got to be very careful in the beginning of this fight, first two rounds, I would say. Corey maybe mixing your striking, mixing your takedowns, but kind of stay away. Use your footwork footwork. Do not get in a fucking brawl with this guy. I'm hoping that the last fight Corey had where he knocked out Walker didn't give him like right hand confidence. Cause I mean, Blahovic has a chin on him, and Blahovic can crack, right? You don't want to get in there and, and, and spar with this guy, crack with this guy. I see Corey wearing this fight down. I see it being a five-round fight. I see Corey probably getting the finish, actually. I see it maybe late in the fight. I see him just being. Jan gassing in the fourth, fifth round, Corey, not gassing on top, some kind of rear naked choke, some kind of ground and pound. Um, I see Corey win this fight and possibly getting a shot at John Jones. I know a lot of people are calling for the Dominic Reyes rematch, which I would like, but Corey's kind of there too. This is in the deepest division. If Jan wins, and I think Jan's got to fight one more time before he gets a shot. I think that's just the way it is. Not a lot of people know this guy. He does have a good highlight, real knockout over Luke Rockhold. Uh, he's got some really good wins on his record, but I just don't think the American public knows him yet. I mean, the guy's name's Jan, right? As an American, we pronounce the name Jan Blockovitz. You know what I mean? I just, as being an arrogant, stupid American as I am, just, it, I think his name is really, it's hard for people to get behind him, even though he's a fantastic fighter and he, and he's very, very good. And I think this is going to be, this either could be a barn burner and core is going to get clipped and have to come back and, and have a good win or, Corey's going to really set the pace and, and dictate this fight with the grappling in his hands and set things up. And he's got to kind of be perfect because Jan is dangerous with his feet. So, all right, so that's it. You heard my lock of the night, my absolute bet of the night. My guy that when you go to the counter, when you go to the book, when you go to your phone, whatever you do, whatever, however you do it, and you're like, give me one of him, please. I already told you about Roger Rico I like him as a plus 115. My lock, lock of the night is Nathaniel Wood. I think Nathaniel Wood's going to do it. I, I'm I'm putting heavy money on Nathaniel Wood. I'm going to play him two ways. I'm going to play him three ways. I'm going to do him parlay. I'm going to do him straight up. And then I'm going to do the prop where the fight will not go to the distance. 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 I'm drunk. So that's it. This is Rio Rancho. It's exciting. It's a good card. And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to them. And so we got next week, we got the New Zealand card. Week after that, we got to see who the new flyweight is in Virginia, which they just lost Mike Davis, who, I, who I'm a fan of. He just felt that that uh, Virginia card, which kind of sucks. But yeah, we're steamrolling, guys. I'm excited. Exciting time to be an MMA fan. Exciting time to be an MMA takes fan. That's me knocking on my desk. That's what I built by my hand, by my bare hands. I built this. No big deal. I'm selling them, by the way, if you want to. You want to purchase them. Uh, okay, so that's it. Do have anything else, Brian? I have notes. Nope, 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 nope. Okay, enjoy the fights. I'll be on Twitter, MMA Takes. I'll be on Instagram, MMA Takes Podcast. I put up a little video uh, today on the story of me throwing a spitting back fix. Funny, uh, spitting back kick, excuse me. Funny enough, I've never thrown one before, right? I threw one just warming up. I called the wife and I was like, hey, film this. See what I look like, right? Filmed it. Looked really slow. So I sped it up just a little bit. Put one right in the ribs. Name another guy, non-fighter, non-professional fighter, that's 270, 260, 270 pounds throwing that kick to the ribs, putting him right in the ribs. Sucking, sucking air with the rest of the night. All right, that's it. Little quick brag. I'm out. Enjoy the fights. Escort this gentleman to the door. Huh. Do you see that shit? I yeah. is that guy? He's good. He's real good. The name is Dollar.